Hi, I'm Viv and I'm the Face Behind Skin Farmer Aesthetics in Stockmont Tees. And tonight I thought I'd do a live um, talking to a few different aesthetic practitioners about how they started off in the world of aesthetics and how they've progressed. So I'll just see if I can find them. It's going to be a four-way live, so I've not done this before, so please bear with me. <laughs> there won't be a second. Hi. Hi, how are you? Are you all right? Fine, how are you? Fine, are yes. You? Nice to nice to see you again. Yeah, you too, you too. This is going to be an interesting one. It will, it will. I'm just, I'm just going to, um, just waiting for Sunny, Dr. Sunny Desi from the Sana Life to turn up and Dr. Uche from um, the Uche Academy in the Cosmetic Eye Clinic in London. Yeah, they'll, be, yeah. they'll be joining us. So hopefully we'll have a nice four-way four discussion about how we all started off in aesthetics. Good, I'll, I'll just send them an invite, Balsam. It will be a second. Sure, uh, sure. I think one of them is here. I can see yeah. I'm going to put my glasses off because I can't see anything without them. There they go. Yes, one of them is here. Both of them. I, both of them are here. Both of them are here. Yeah, both, both of them, I think. Um, ah. There we are. Follow Hello. Well done. It's how this works. It's like a crazy episode of University Challenge from the 80s, this, isn't it? Yeah, play school, play school with the windows. You're right, it's nice to see it. So I've, been, I've um, introduced Balsam. We all know Balsam from Dermary Fine in, um, in London. And we've got Dr. Sonny Desi from Vasana Life. Hi, Sonny. Are you all right? Hi there. Good. Is yeah. Yeah, it is. Yeah, um, we spoke um, just last week about about a different topic, but we thought tonight it'd be nice to talk about how we all started off in the world of aesthetics. And Dr. Dr. Uche, fantastic mentor and fantastic tea trough king as well. So I thought it would be nice to have all four of us. We all work in different areas of aesthetics. And it'd be nice for not just other aesthetic practitioners, but also the public to find out a bit about the background of our work, how we started off in particular, and how we've progressed over the last few years. So what I'll do, I've got a few different topics to cover. So how would you say, why Why did you all begin and how did you begin in the world of aesthetics? So I'll start with Sonny because I think Sonny's probably going to leave earlier tonight, unfortunately. Yeah. So I'll start with Sonny. How did you start off and why did you start, Sonny, in the world of aesthetic work? So, I mean, it's very simple. I'll keep it, I'll keep it short and sweet. Um, so as a GP, I, you, know, you often see 20% you know, of your workload is dermatology or skin-based. And when I was younger, I say younger, when I was a, uh, an SHO, I wanted to be a surgeon until I did my first day of on call as an SH senior houseman in surgery. And, and then I was like, I'm not doing this anymore uh, yeah. for the rest of my life. But so I wanted to do something that involved a bit of hands on work. I wanted to run my own business. And, you know, I, I realized from general practice that I was passionate about skin and skin rejuvenation and treating things like acne. And so all of those little things combined. It yeah. gave the bigger kind of direction and the desire to to do aesthetics. So I obviously explored becoming like a gypsy in um, a GP with special interest in dermatology or, or retraining to be a dermatologist. Yeah. You know what? I thought I want to give it a go running my own business. Um, you know, don't let the long hair fool you. Uh, I've pulled out a lot of it in, in the past. Uh, was it was it the right choice? Yeah, I mean, I'm here now. I'm talking to, I mean, in the presence of illustrious colleagues. So, um, yeah, that's how I started. Great, great. It's been nice. Um, well, we spoke before Christmas as well about the work that we do in about the last year in particular. And it's been nice to be able to speak to all of you together tonight because I would never have met you had it not been for the world of aesthetics. So I'm really looking to be able to speak to all of you tonight. Um, Dr. Uche. He is a really nice bloke. This is my personal opinion. I think he's such a really nice bloke. One of the nicest people you'll ever meet. You can talk to him about anything and he will listen. He might not like it, but he will listen to you and he'll tell you what he thinks. And that's what I like about you, Uche. So it's really kind of you to join me tonight again. And as well as you, you, you're a really... You're a specialist and your work is a little different to others, um, but it's nice to hear about your work. So how did you start in the world of aesthetics? You're, again, you're a doctor, um, but things were a bit different for you. So how did you start? Why did you start as well? 
Um, well, for me, it was a case of 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 going into going into something. I think I think I always initially I always wanted to be a surgeon. Um, I was going down the surgical route. I wasn't too sure if it was orthopedics or plastics. Um, and then when I saw this opportunity to come into non you know non surgical aesthetics, it was like a, it was like a fast track to start what I thought I was going to end up doing anyway surgically. Um, yeah. And so it gave me an opportunity to, to, to get hands-on into the world of cosmetics. Um, and I mean, for, for me, wanting to do, you know, consider plastic surgery, I wasn't considered from the point of view of treating burns as much as I was, for example, more cosmetics. That was always what I was interested in. Um, yeah. But when I kind of got into cosmetics, I realized very quickly that um, I couldn't, I just wasn't smart enough to keep up with everything. <laughs> so, you know, I, I, think, I think I struggled to, 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 I'm very much a perfectionist um, and I like to do a deep dive and, and know a lot about something. And I, I found yeah. it too hard to, at the time, do an ear, nose and throat. Yeah. Be doing that at the same time as trying to learn and know loads about jaws and cheeks yeah. and noses and yeah. temples and everything. And uh, I actually, actually decided to focus on eyes mainly because uh, I realized very quickly that it was one of the few treatments that you could do in terms of injectables that um, that really brought a wide audience. So some of the connotations or some of the different types of, of treatments, for example, lips, whatever, you have yeah. quite specific audiences for those. But I had yeah. guys who, you know, played sports with me who were like, you can make me look less tired and get rid of my bags. And I'd do that. And then at the yeah. same time, you had your traditional customers. So uh, yeah. as soon as I, I thought about that, I figured to myself, well, do you know what? It, it makes sense. Um, it keeps my life easy because I get to just know a lot about one thing and practice one thing. Uh, yeah. I, and, and here we are today where uh, I, I guess all I do is, uh, is worry about people's tear drops. <laughs> yeah, well, you, you, you do a fantastic job. You don't only do that. We'll go on to what other things we all do afterwards. Um, so, Balsam, I've left you to the last because I know you have so much to say. <laughs> I, I never have enough to say. <laughs> Well, let me keep it nice and short, which is impossible, but I try. <laughs> I try. <laughs> so I am, as you, as like you, Vivek, I'm a clinical pharmacist. So I started, first of all, with a degree in pharmacology, which I completed, and then I went on to do pharmacy. Um, I did hospital pharmacy, and then I felt that it wasn't the right environment for me. So I then went and headed towards community, and then I, from there I took on to business leadership. And so I led um, a number of people and succession planned a number of people. And so from the business acumen, I have that at the back. But with pharmacy, um, as I said before, it's all it's, uh, a lot of the uh, inquiries that come through community, whether being um, a prescription only or even browsers in the aisles or over the counter yeah. are dermatological diseases. And so that really uh, fueled my passion in, for the skin. And yeah. so I then decided to go ahead and, and then do my prescriber's course. That's, we're talking about years and years and years. And then did my prescriber's course in dermatology. And then uh, from then on, decided then to go into, dive into the world of aesthetics. So I felt that I needed to be a prescriber first before yeah. going in because I've got to be able to manage that, that patient from uh, the beginning of my journey to the end and not leave them abandoned halfway or, in, or panic because of some reason or another. Yeah. So... Um, here we are, so I've then, then written some articles, I've been featured in some mag magazines, aesthetic magazines, and then um, opened up my own clinic in Mayfair, which actually I never left Mayfair, I've always worked in Mayfair, so it was quite nice to be home away from home. And uh, here we are, you know, we are sort of, so mostly, um, definitely the skin is my passion, my motto is yeah. advocating the rights of everyone to look and feel beautiful. Um, and so it's the um, internal aspects of skin health, um, as well as external, because a lot of diseases that we have uh, can be manifested through what we see on the outside. So actually health from within and health from the outside, it's really important. So uh, get the um, treat the envelope aesthetically before you treat the belly, because you, if you find you treat the skin really well, half of the battle is won. 
and when it comes to health, get the infrastructure right as you would do in your own home uh, before you start putting the liquor paint and um, all the soft furnishings. So um, there we are. We are in that, in that <laughs> position now. You've, you've summed that up very well and very quickly. I'm quite surprised, oh, actually, yeah, Balsam, yeah, to be quite yeah, frank with you. I have to go you. all day. I have to time myself. But you're, 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 you've you've done thing is, it's all about me. It's all way thing is not working out. You've <laughs> done fantastic. You did fantastic. But no, it's, it's nice to hear about the different areas of, of the work that you do. Um, there must have been some issues in starting off with all of you, including myself, you know, problems with beginning in the area of aesthetics. With, with you, Sunny, in terms of, say, training and starting off, did you have any problems or anything that affected your ability to do what you wanted to do right at the start? The, um, I mean, I'm sure everyone here is going to agree. The only limitation is yourself really um i mean despite our best efforts as healthcare professionals to you know push forward that this should be a regulated industry etc um it you know it i started off with a foundation course no problem there and i could have just from there i could have just um started and started treating but i, I did um i started on the initial highly academy level seven so you know slow and steady and, and picking up experience but to be honest I guess I'm in a lucky position, aren't I? Um, and I'm sure um, Dr. Uche will agree as well. And this is no, this is no slight on um, you as far clinical pharmacists, but you know, as a doctor, you you kind of have it a little bit easier because you know people just say, "Oh, you're a doctor." And, and this yeah. was, you know, this was years ago now. So we're talking about five or six years ago. That yeah. you know, oh, you're a doctor doing aesthetics. That's fine. No one ever questioned or never asked. Now people do question, or oh, where did you train and what's yeah. your experience? Um, I, I think, luckily for me, the limitation has only been my complete lack of business knowledge, complete lack. Yeah. Um, my confidence in my abilities um, to to do the best I can, and not and and not valuing myself enough. Yeah. Um, and that's a that's an inherent problem in our industries. Healthcare professionals go straight into this business environment, don't value themselves, and unfortunately, it has repercussions. So yeah. my limitation was really myself. No one's ever sort of stopped me and said, you know, what are you doing? Show, yeah. us, show, us, your, uh, show us your qualifications or anything. Um, yeah, that, that's, where I, that's my spin on it. Yeah, no, it's nice to hear you. Again, for you, Uche, would you say there was anything that affected your ability to start off? Any problems you had when you first began? Uh, well, the first thing I'll say is I, I, I would agree um, with, with uh, Sunny on that point about yeah. recognizing the limitation and the privilege that exists as a doctor. Um, so, it, it, you know, you're always, you're always handling your biggest obstacle initially. Um, yeah. and, and I mean, Viv, you know me, I, I'm someone who, who has gone about creating um, institutions now that address the very problems that I felt I faced. Yeah. So one thing that I, I definitely felt was I was seeking a lot of knowledge uh, at the beginning, which you can do. And we know that because the industry is still so new, because yeah. it's, it's, it's something that's only been used in this, in this form, you know, we're talking about 20, 30 years. Yeah. Um, I, for me, it was very difficult to find a truth, an objective truth. Yeah. Uh, and, and so, you know, being able to, to find that was a difficult, it was a challenge. And then yeah. finding training courses that were able to, 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 you know, to give you everything you need in one is, is almost yeah. impossible. Yeah. So I, I found myself digging around a lot of different training courses for sure, trying yeah. to learn more and more and more and more. And, and, and as it so happens, I now have my own training academy because yeah. exactly that reason is that I'm now trying to impart some of the things that yeah. I think it's very difficult to be a trainer course that teaches everything on, on a weekend because it's just tough. There's just so much to learn. So yeah. that was the challenge I had initially was, you know, be able to, to get the knowledge I wanted to feel yeah. absolutely confident that I could say, I know something to do something yeah. space. And then the second thing I think Sunny touched on as well, which was the business aspect. Um, that's a very real thing. Um, again, Viv, you know that it's something yeah. I know pretty well. I've written a book on it. Um, yes. I, I'm pretty fortunate because I've come from an environment where I've worked in tech startups, I've had big investment, I've worked in, in Goldman Sachs banking, I've done a lot of, a lot of finance and business in the past, uh, I've had multiple startups. And um, I think for me, even with that in mind, um, once you come into the beauty industry and, and, and medical 
business industry, it's very different because you're balancing business with ethics and also trying to stick to the fact that even though we're not as regulated as we should be, you're trying to set yeah. a standard for others to follow because you're not, you don't want to be a part of the whole, the whole craziness. Yeah. You want to set a standard and say, we're held, to a, we're held to an ethical standard, all of us, and we want to operate within that and, 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 and still be able to thrive from a business perspective. So, so yeah, yeah, those things have been challenges. Um, so I, I, I would agree with Sunny on those two points. And I, I, I imagine Balsam will say, you know, similar. Um, yeah. yeah, those are the things that I've, I've certainly felt like, for me, were the challenges coming into the industry. Great. Mm, it's really nice. To, it's great to be able to hear the views of, of two different doctors who work in aesthetics in different areas and find out, you know, different things that, that you normally would never hear. And, and your clients and other practitioners, I'm sure, will think, oh, I never thought about it. I never realised what it was like for you to begin and how it's progressed from there. Um, the same for you, um, Balsam, as a clinical pharmacist prescriber like me. How anything affecting your ability to start off? Anything affected that? Any problems you had right at the start? Um, I guess for me it was, it, it, I went into an industry trying as much as possible to know exactly what the industry is about. So before I dive into the ocean, I, I need to understand the depth of it and whether I'm going to be able to sink or swim. Unfortunately, no matter how much of a great swimmer we are, we will have an element of sinking, and, and that's the reality of it. Um, I, um, I guess for me, it's the challenges of the perception of who we are as um, healthcare professionals and what we know. I don't think people know enough of what we contribute towards the health system as pharmacists and as clinical pharmacists. Yeah. Outside the arena of aesthetics, we are the go-to people before before the um, the patient goes to see the doctors, and many a time I get I don't want to bother my GP. I'd like to see if you can help me, please. So we were the first port of call, um, and highly trusted and highly respected in the in the um, outside the aesthetics community. But I don't think I blame the aesthetics community for them being anti. I just think it's the awareness aspect of, yeah. of the aesthetic community to know what we do and how we do it, and from yeah. that. I think we also need to take ownership of shouting about ourselves as a brand, as a profession, and really sing about the great things that we do, and never sort of, rather than hold, hold on to hearsay or any sort of uh, little bit of gossip here and there. So whatever you have a complaint, change it to a compliment. And, yeah. and that's, that's my motto, always convert a complaint to a compliment. And so I, I guess um, training academies that the, the both doctors have, have mentioned in terms of the... Uh, the courses and the and the, um, the one a day courses, um, they I, I felt debilitated at the end of it. I didn't feel empowered, and I vowed um, whatever I do, whether it's for my patients or for my colleagues, I I aim to educate, enable, and empower, regardless of what it is, because it's a competition and not it's a collaboration and not a competition. So yeah. you see, some academies didn't want to accept us as professional um, individuals. But there are others who are who absolutely embraced us. So go to where the knowledge, the fountain of knowledge lies and really prosper and flourish from there. Um, yeah. We have got we've got everything within our means to to be able to become bigger and better. So uh, less of the excuses, more of the chances and the opportunities that we have before us. Um, yeah. that's all for me. Thank you. You 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 do you do say things very well, Balsam. I've got to say, I'm almost I'm almost crying with joy and tears here. <laughs> but it's 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 nice to, it's nice to get a good idea of different views of the same subject. But when you all started, just like me, how was your confidence? How did you feel working on your own? You know, the first time you injected someone's face with a needle. I know it's slightly different for doctors, but aesthetics for doctors isn't something that comes naturally, is it? I don't think. But I'll, I'll ask you, what did you think, Sonny, with your confidence when you first began? How did you feel? So my, just reflecting on what you've asked, I think my confidence was relatively high. I think, remember, if you're a prescriber, if you're a, as a doctor, it's risk management. You know, the whole, and, and in my background, from a military background, as a, as a deploying uh, doctor, you know, we're, we're trained to manage risk. So it doesn't matter if you're picking up a scalpel, or if you're picking up a syringe with a needle on the end of it with filler, it's all about it's all about assessing risk. And I think that's where health healthcare professionals, when we're doing aesthetics, we understand the risk of what we're doing. 
So, of course, um, what both um, Dr. Uche and Balsam have, have touched on is that none of the courses really prepare you with enough knowledge, yeah. but it's, it, it's our thirst for knowledge, it's our understanding of our own limitations, and then our ability to measure risk. Um, you know, someone comes into you and says, we'll pick on tear troughs, because that's, you know, we're getting a lot of inquiries about tear troughs. You know, you can assess someone and say, well, actually, you, you don't need that bit to be done. Um, actually, you need something different. And to the point of even putting a needle to, to the face and actually realizing as you're doing it, actually, you know what, this anatomy is wrong. I'm not going to do this. And it's the confidence, yeah. the ability to, you know, I've done that. I've had patients, I've consulted them, and I said, right, you need mid-face and tear troughs done. And then yeah. they come back, and actually their, their, their anatomy has changed. It turns out that they were hungover, like ridiculously hungover, <laughs> yeah. on the consultation day. But it's not like, oh, you booked in for tear troughs, I'm now going to do tear troughs. You yeah. actually, actually needed a bit of temples doing a, a completely different approach. So yeah. risk management and limitation, and in terms of confidence, yeah. confidence comes through knowledge and the ability to apply that knowledge. Um, yeah. I've been listening to Tony Robbins, so I have to get off my chest now. But, you know, you have a concept, a table. A table's not going to be held up without legs. And basically, I'm confident that my table is held up because I've got the legs to hold it up. So, yeah. there you go. Great, great. Same with you, um, Uche. You, you, to me, seem like a really confident person. You know what you want. You know how to get it. You plan things. I know because you, you mentor me, so I know exactly what you like. But how, how was it for you when you first started? Were you confident, as confident as you are now? Was, was, how did it feel working on your own, you know, as an individual? How was that for you? Um, so I would say that initially... Um, I, I, I think Sonny says something that's really important. Confidence is a byproduct of knowing your ish. It's as simple as that, right? Yeah. When, if, you, if you know what you're doing, you're halfway to being confident. And I, 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 think, I, I think that the reason why I say you're halfway, not all the way, is that the other half of it is, you know, it, it comes in about experience. So you, you have to yeah. know what you're doing, you have to understand what you're doing, you have to get the experience. So yeah. I, I, I would say that I was partially I was quite confident because obviously I, I, I understand that when you've come from a background where you're dealing with things that are, are if you like, you're, you're dealing with things that are very complex and complicated and you understand like, you know, like I said, risk management. I was, I was kind of confident, but I'm still not dealing with people's faces, which is their money make on a day-to-day -day basis, right? So it, it, it was nerve wracking. I was a little bit like, well, do you know what? I've read everything possible under the sun I've yeah. gone to a training day and I was one of seven or eight people. I might have got, you know, a moment to stick the needle in here. But I don't, I haven't got a list of 25, 30 faces that I've now injected and treated. Yeah. Uh, and I think the reality is, is you have to, you have to accept that there are going to be bumps on the road. Because no matter how much you learn and, and get the theory, it's the reason why we do a driving test. You have the theoretical aspect and the practical aspect. And they go hand in hand. And it's the same with anything. So once you, once you start doing the practical aspects of it, you've got to be comfortable knowing that you're not going to be perfect. And actually, when I yeah. look back, I was justified in not being supremely confident because some of my work in my early days, I would laugh at myself now. So I'd be like, yo, what was I doing? I could have done a much better job. I could have taken a different approach. Now yeah. I'm way more confident because I, I've had a lot more repetitions under my belt. But even then, even then, there is the confidence. If I see a new technique being, you know, if now it's like, well, why don't we do the three-point ligament lift rather than focusing on the tear trough? Why don't we focus on one, two, three? That's great. And if I'm going to start doing that, then it's, it's, it's even then I'm my confidence to take a trajectory upwards. Because I'm like, yeah. Yeah, well, I'm going to give this a go, see what it's like, and then, you know, talk to me 25 patients later. If I've had a great success, I'll be very confident. And if yeah. you've had some failures, you just got to keep on going because you yeah. will have results that you're not happy with. Sometimes you'll have results that your patient's like, I'm happy, and you're still not happy with. So you've got to be able to deal with those moments. You've got to be able to be resilient. And with that resilience, you've got to bounce back. And as you get more success, the confidence grows. So I would say in summary, know your stuff, get your practice under your belt, and start finding success as quickly as possible because nothing makes you come more confident than success. Yeah.
Yeah. You've got a fantastic Instagram story that I saw earlier today, Luce, about the, you know, you, you got dressed up as three different characters, I think, and um, you were talking about different aspects of, of facial aesthetics and tear troughs, ligaments, fat pads. If anyone That's hasn't right. seen it, watch it, because it's fantastic. It's put a, put a smile on my face earlier on today. It was good. Are you all right to hang on still, uh, Sonia, or do you need to get off? I've got five, I've got five more minutes, and then I'll have to, uh, have to okay. go again. Yeah, well, this is the Belson, though. I won't, I won't, I won't skip out without uh, listening to Belson dancer. Belson. Yes, so Belson, again, the same for yourself. Um, what was it like in terms of confidence and working on your own at the beginning? Well, I think confidence is a mixture of two things. So you've got the inherent and the acquired. And so, and so some people are born confident, born confident, and that's absolutely what, fine. And other people will need to have that specific aspect of making sure that their skills and the knowledge are there. But even if their skills and knowledge is there and actually anchored, you may have a person who's not going to be performing because they're lacking confidence. So um, I think identifying your, your strengths and more to the point identifying your weaknesses, that's incredibly important because that way you can turn your weaknesses into strengths by really truly reflecting on what you can do to make it better. Having knowledge and, and, and dissecting that and ensuring that you have a, a, a concrete platform to work with is like having to ice skate. Learn the rules and learn how to ice skate well. After that, you learn to glide. But if you don't just go in there thinking that you know what you're doing when you obviously don't have the rules in place. Um, it's not about, the, I always say this, it's, you know, get, get your information really, really anchored well, but it's not about the damage. Everybody makes mistakes. But go into your, in your, in your arena, be in your, your consultation room or your treatment room with having, to, having a risk assessed every single aspect. Always think of what can go wrong before what could go right. And therefore your safety netting needs to be concrete. So if you do fall, it's not the end of the world. You need to know how to have mechanisms to make sure you rescue and remedy because it's how fast you get up and how you rescue and remedy and your learns that will come into place. If you're not a reflective learner, you will not really progress. And it's so, so important to learn from self and recognize your limitations. And don't be too arrogant to say that I, or too afraid to say I don't know. Those who seek shall gain. And that at the end of the day, that's all what we need to do to make sure that we have safety at the forefront of our perspective for all our patients. Um, and that's what makes a, an incredibly ethical practitioner. And also learn to say no. Someone's coming to you, learn to say no. It's very important. They will trust you more and they will come back to you for something else because they know that you've learned to say, you've said no to them. And that means that your prime concern is their well-being at all costs. Yeah. I think that's okay, Sunny. If you'd like to go, I was just. I was going to get a cheeky, uh, cheeky mention there for Dr. Uche. Do you reckon so? The your theatre of course in the summer. Can go ahead. Yes, it's kicking off as of April the eighteenth. Okay, okay, right. I'll be, I'll be on there then. I'll be booking in. I, all right, I, guys. It's been a pleasure. Thank you so much, and uh, enjoy the rest of the uh, the live. Thank, Thank you for for hosting this. Thanks for Ted. Thanks for coming, Sonny. Thanks a lot. Thanks, Sonny. Bye. Bye. See ya. There he is. Ah, oh, right. Oh, so I'm taking most of the space. So sorry about that. <laughs> They're filling up half the screen. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, no, um, it's really, it's really great talking to you. And um, one of the next questions was it was to do with mentorship. Um, I wondered, you know. I don't know if you had any mentorship when you first started. I didn't personally. But if you, looking back on, on how you began and how you started off in aesthetics, would you think of mentorship as something you'd recommend to someone else? Or would you, would you have wanted that yourself if you didn't get it pre, pre, when you first began? Uh, Uche? Um, so I didn't get mentorship until over a year into my aesthetics journey. Um, if I could have had that from day one, the answer would be yes. Uh, mentorship accelerates your learning and it helps you make, your, your mistakes won't be as grave when you have a mentor um, and, and you will get to the point of success where you're learning to do things correctly sooner. Um, there's no question about it. You're leveraging someone else's knowledge and someone else's experiences. Um, so yeah, having a mentor, I think is, is very important. I think everyone should seek to have one if they can find one. 
it's very difficult to get a mentor because everyone's busy um, and I get it. But even if it's someone that you're touching base with every now and again, it makes a huge difference. Uh, and like I said, even, even until today, I have mentors in many aspects of my life, um, be that personal business. Uh, and believe it or not, people will be like, <gasps> even aesthetics, I have mentors. <laughs> even <though> I have <laughs> so, so every aspect of my life I have mentors in. Um, and I, I think it's one of my number one, um, if you like, hacks to, to, to be successful in, in, you know, or having a better a chance, a better chance of achieving your ceiling. Yeah, uh, so yeah that's what I would say. I, th I think I, I think perhaps I've even helped you as a mentee. You know, you acting as a mentor for me. You've probably learned as much as I've learned um, in in our respective work as mentors and mentees. Hundred percent. It's it's funny because that's one of the other things that's beautiful about it, right? Is that when you so we've spoken about having a mentor, but we didn't actually mention about mentoring people. And yeah. so when you when you get to the point where you're there is someone out there who can be mentored by you. I don't care what stage you are. If you are at day three of your injector journey, do you know what? Someone's at day one and day two. <laughs> you yeah. can tell them about it. And, and the beautiful thing is that when you start mentoring someone like Viv, you know, of our relationship, you, you learn so much because everybody has blind spots. Everybody has a blind spot. And, and as humans, we are all seeing things from different angles because our brains are wired differently. So yeah. even in the mentor-mentee relationship, it's one of the most organic ways to be able to actually get another opinion in a way that's, yeah. that is, it's almost very comfortable because you already given your opinion to someone because you're their mentor. And then when you yeah. receive it back, it's like, oh, sweet. I got an extra bit of, I got some extra from this deal. So uh, I, I think it's a great thing to do. So I'd encourage people, find a mentor, but also mentor if you can. Yeah, yeah. No, great, great. I, I enjoy, I enjoy um, talking to you from time to time about different subjects, and it's not just aesthetics; it's about anything. And mm -hmm. it, it's nice to be able to to reflect, you know, off somebody else and bounce ideas off someone like you. Sure. You, you you tell me straight. You don't you don't mess about. You tell me what I need to hear. It's <laughs> simple as that. You make me sound like a You know, you are a really nice mentor. You're a really great bloke. Um, but Balsam, same for you. What would you say about men? Mentorship. You, I think you've mentored other people, haven't you? I have, because I've been in a position of leadership, so I had to succession plan a lot of um, a lot of people before me, and whether they're being pharmacists who go into uh, being store leaders of railroad right, or even from um, healthcare assistants to dispensers to regional roles. You know, I've mentored quite a number of people, but I've never learned. I've never stopped to learn from them because thing is, he, here's how I see it. Every single uh, person that we, um, that we encounter are a disc in our vertebral column and they are stuck and keep us upright. And those who, who, who add value will keep us straighter and they will keep us more, more resilient. So never be afraid to learn from others. Every day is a school day and we must always put ourselves in the position of being an eternal student. Because the minute that we are contented with the knowledge that we have, we, have, we will stop learning altogether. So uh, be the avid explorer and continue searching. And it, it doesn't matter who that person is, they will always have something that they will empower you, enlighten you with. So um, currently I don't have a mentor. But you know what, Vivek, I'm learning from every single person person that I meet, whether being yeah. in athletics or not, whether yeah. being an old lady at the bus stop, which you may be yeah. telling me the story that's poignant. So it's the whole life, I, I learn from, a, from a, an animal, I learn from anything that goes around me because every piece is that piece that's on your jigsaw puzzle for your yeah. own life story. So, yeah. but the search for my specific, specific mentor will continue. But for now, I'm embracing everybody's um, everybody's knowledge and everybody's experience. Great. No, no, it's, it's, it's great. It's just, as you said, I, I learned from others as well. If I hadn't have met you two, you two and Sonny and all the other people I've known over the last couple of years, I, I would probably be doing other things or doing them differently. So I'm learning just like, just like yourselves. But uh, we all have our own ways of doing that, I, I, I think. I think we all have our own individual ways of doing it. Um, Looking a little bit further, I'll just in case anyone doesn't know if they've just joined us, I'm talking to Balsam, 
from Dermafine Skin Clinic in Mayfair in London. She specialises in skin and skin aesthetic problems. And Dr. Uche from London, and he has his own academy. Um, and he's the tea trough king, he specialises purely on periorbital aesthetic problems. Um, so looking from starting up to progressing in the world of aesthetics, um, how would you say you've progressed when you look back at what you've done over over the last few years, probably over the last four or five years, how would you say you've progressed over that time? Um, I would say I have gotten better at understanding where it is I can add the most value. Um, and and um, I, look at, I look at what I do in terms of my job as being, how can I give the most value to my patients? How can I give the most value to my students? Uh, yeah. And how can I give the most value to everyone who, who, who buys into the journey that I'm on? Um, and I would say that initially, um, I was thinking about providing a service. And, and I would say that that's where my thinking has transitioned. So I no longer see myself as providing a service. I see myself as providing value. And, and, and as long as I can do that, if that's making someone feel like they look more refreshed, or if that's helping to educate someone um, then to me, that's, that's the most important thing. Um, yeah. Because if that becomes your metric of success, then it's all about, do you, does the person on the other side of you, have you added value to them? If your metric yeah. of success is offering a service, then you become focused on your numbers. How many yeah. people have I seen helped or treated? Um, yeah. And I don't want to know about how many people I've done something for. I want to know, but everyone I've met, how much value have I given them? And that's the question. Um, yeah. so, so, so yeah, that's, I'll say how, that's how my career yeah. has transitioned. And then obviously I get to meet, I've met some fantastic people as my career transition. I've become a bit more, um, I've become a bit more accessible, which is having to accept people's access people. So people like Balsam, yourself, having to access people who, who not only, it's not always just, you take for granted, people are experts in their field, but people are people too. So, you know, it's, it's not just that they're experts, but, you know, we have great conversation um, and, and it's just that support, actually. Sometimes that's important, too, to yeah. get the encouragement that you're actually doing something that, that people are appreciating. And, it, and, it, and it, it means a lot when it comes from people of all levels. It, it, it's like a nice kind of feeling to be like, you know, everyone at every stage appreciates what I'm doing. So yeah. I would say that being more accessible is something that I've done over the last uh, years, I would say, to, to really you know, take my career to another level. And, and then again, like I said, reciprocally be able to access people and their energy. Yeah. I, I speak to other practitioners who know you and who've worked with you, who've trained with you, and they're all, they all say the same thing. He's, he's such a nice bloke. And he's, he just is fantastic at teaching people the right level of knowledge and skill to use it in their own work as well as they can. It's not just about being able to do a tear trough. It's about how do, you to, how do you treat the person? Do they need a tear trough? They may not even need a tear trough. You're looking at the whole aspect of their, yeah. of, of, of their needs, basically, at the end of the day, as you said. It's about the quality that you provide to them. And I think most people don't understand that when they first start. They don't quite understand that um, quality isn't numbers it's about the value you provide to someone and how well they they feel about what you're giving them that's what i've learned over the last few years um but thanks for that and same, same to you balsam how would you say you've progressed over the last few years okay so for me uh, when i entered this industry i thought i was going to rule the world <laughs> and it didn't happen <laughs> so i thought yes i'm gonna rule the world but it didn't happen. And I guess having realistic expectations. Um, what I also um, have to say is that I've learned to just know this, that amongst the deafening noise, I need to listen out to the silent cry because that's a, that's the a sound that needs us most. And what I mean by that, there are so many patients that are out there who may be giving you silent cues that you may not, you know, that, that they, they're not comfortable about giving you the whole story. So it's not about just the, the communication that you have that, that comes verbally. It's actually every single cue that will come, whether from body language or the unspoken word. I think we, we are in such a position that, for me, initially, as I said, I wanted to, to rule the world, but 
right now all I want to do is to matter to one because that's all that matters to me and if I can make a difference just one person and know that they will come back and say you know what you've done you've changed something about me or you've given me confidence that that is golden and I think yeah. every practitioner in the healthcare arena would would agree that we don't get up in the morning to do a bad job we just we want to matter we want to matter yeah. to people around us and the value that we can add to them so yeah. um, that is what my development has progressed into and the more I uh, progress the more I want to make sure that I look after pockets I'm not there to rule the world I'm not there to be a mass speaker um, I'm just there to matter and even if I matter to one that's, yeah. that's it no, fantastic. It, it, it's just, I think, when, when we first begin work in aesthetics, we don't look at it in the same way that we do now. I can look back five years and think to myself, you know, I wouldn't do things like I'm doing them now. I, I would, I'm doing things completely differently in a lot of ways now compared to when I first started. But I think a lot of people that might be considering getting into the field of aesthetics, they don't, they don't realise quite what it's like, you know, to begin work and how they're going to change over a period of time. You only know that through experience. And with experience comes things like specialisation. So I thought, how, how would you say specialisations um, made a difference to your field, particularly you, but, um, Uche, because I, I, I speak to you and I talk to you about these issues all the time. Specialisation, how, how would you say that's had an effect on your working now? I think um, specialisation is, it, so first and foremost, not everything is for everyone. And, and, and some people want to be generalists and, that's, and, that's, and, and thank God for that. Um, but for me, being a specialist, for the way my brain works, it just allows me to really focus down on the value I provide. And I think a lot of people, you, you'll hear a lot of people will have the thing they like, right? So I must do everything. But for example, I know you are a lip person. And, and I know Balsam is a skin person. We all have something that we really, we just, just does something for us. Yeah. And I, I, I think that specializing allows me to really dig my teeth into a particular area uh, it allows me to think about it more because now now if you imagine i don't think about what the latest pedo threads technique to lift the jawline is i i i tell people i don't know like you you know <laughs> i'm going to anybody besides me for that but the reason what the reason why i'm like that is that i i trade that in for the ability to spend my time thinking about all these different things that I could be thinking about, about periodontal rejuvenation. And, yeah. and what that means is that now, if someone comes to me as a patient, I can give them so much more than I could two, three years ago yeah. into the value. And if somebody comes to me and says, hey, Uche, look, I'm struggling with this patient. What's going on here? Two or three years ago, I would have gone, they're swelling. I have no idea why they're swelling. I can't help you understand why they're swelling, but I yeah. know they're swelling. And now I can say, is the swelling happening because you've injected a prezygomatic space? Do you understand why that's happening? Do you understand there's ligament laxity? Is it behind the malar septum? What technique you're using? Should you use a needle versus a cannula? I can break it down. And I'm still yeah. learning. And yeah. I'm still understanding the area more and more and more. Yeah. But it's that ability that once I stay focused on one thing, I can give more value to everyone else who is not able or doesn't want to stay focused on that one thing. So I guess yeah. you could think of me as the, I'm the person that if you treat tear trust, for example, and, and, and you do everything else, but your real love is like skin. For example, like Balsam, you're a skin specialist, but you know what, someone walks into the door and says, can you do my eyes as well? She doesn't have to send them away, but she can ask me the question because that's what I do. And yeah. vice versa is true. So when someone walks in and I'm like, yo, I don't actually know much about skin. Yeah. I can drop her a message and be like, yo, what do I do about the skin? Or what do I do about these lips? Because I yeah. don't really know. And the answer will be, if you say to me, you should do one, two, three, I'm like, that's well out my league. I'm ascending to you. Or actually, that makes sense. And I can try it. So I think that's how the ecosystem works. And that's the benefit of specialties. Like yeah. in a hospital, you have a nice ecosystem. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, 
you've got a fantastic book out. I, I came across it purely because of your online training last year, in last May, I think it was. You did a number of sessions, and I was in one of them. And you, it was totally free, no charge. You set up an online training course um, over an evening. You went through a topic of tear trough treatment. And you, as a result of that, I found out that you'd written a book about specialising as a healthcare professional. And that, yeah. that has just progressed when I, since I started reading that. And I, I became... Um, I became one of your uh, mentees and ended up working to specialise. Um, when, when are you going to start your next book? That's the, one of the questions I was going to ask you. Are you going to start another one soon? Yo, you know what? I love to write. So there's, there's a good chance that 2021, 2022, you never know. Look out for it. It could be my third book could be coming out. So I love yeah. writing. Um, so you never know. It could be sooner rather than later. Well, what's the what's that last book called? In case anyone wants to have a read of it, what what's it called? Uh, so it's called the Modern Healthcare Professional, and like you said, I think the way the book is designed, it's designed to help people stand out. It's designed yeah. to help you create something that helps you stand out. So, a lot of us go through, you know, we go through the same loops, the same hurdles, we have to jump the same hurdles, and and we're very standardised because that's what works to be standardised. Yeah. But at some point in your life, some of us are going to want to take our skills and our knowledge and not be standard. And, and the book is there to help you achieve that. So if you're at that point where you're ready to say, I want to take my knowledge, I want to take my skills, I want to step away from the standardized system in a safe way, but using what I know to step out of that standard, that's what this book is here to do. It's to help you stand out, be recognizable, noticeable for your expertise, and also to develop yourself in such a way that you can continue to grow as a potential expert in whatever, whatever area you love or passionate about. Yeah, no, it's a great book. I, I recommend it anyway. I've read it and I keep reading it. And I, re I recommend it to you, Balsam, if you haven't read it. Same <laughs> <laughs> for you, same for you, Balsam. In terms of specialization, you, you've gone into the area of skin and I see so much, so many posts from practitioners about skin products and about skin problems. How, how has that been for you, specialization in that area after you started? Yeah, so I almost fell into it because it's something that I've always been passionate about. So in terms of the, the skin and skin health, it's always been my passion. So it's not, I didn't really specialize as such. It's just, I just um, nurtured my passion. And, and so, and, and I made it grow this way. So, so currently for me, especially being a pharmacologist and a pharmacist, I think having to really scrutinize um, products. And so I can't take a product on face value. If somebody says to me, this is great because I have to really dissect it. And I will be the one at three o'clock in the morning um, scouring research papers and trying to understand mechanism of action. If it doesn't have a receptor, if it doesn't have a carrier, if it doesn't have a channel, then I'm scratching my head, where is it going? You know, so so it's 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 one of these things. So I, I really, really sort of dissect it from that perspective. But I think currently right now it's it's more of a a, a an educated passion and, yeah. and I'll I'll keep feeding into that educated passion. But I also want to be in a position currently to provide a complete care solution to advocate yeah. everybody's right to look and feel beautiful. That as the journey progresses, I probably will then find my mojo and then specialize in that. But for now, I just want to be able to have to be an embracer, to embrace yeah. everyone who can come in and be able to help, help them in one way or next. And if I can't, then I will refer or collaborate with a member of my, of my, uh, in my industry, including, let's not forget, the uh, industry suppliers, you know, the, the yeah. distributors. Let's not forget about the distributors. I mean, People do business with people. So having that that connection with us and the distributor is incredibly important. And sometimes I've connected with distributors that I have not even taken any devices from. But yeah. I just really enjoyed the, 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 the way, the ethos or their core values. And I think yeah. we as an industry, we are so, so small that, as, as Uche said, in terms of the ecosystem, it's got to have... Um, a symbiotic and a synergistic approach to, to its survival. Um, yeah. So for me, for now, it's, it's, it's um, conscious embracement and educational embracement of, of where I'm sitting there for my passion. 
You've you've written though, um, Balsam, like like Uche. He's written articles in in aesthetic med, uh, aesthetic medicine and aesthetics journal. I think I've, I, I read them every so often. They just pop up, and I'm thinking he, he told me that ages ago he was writing those, and he, they just pop up as an article in the journals. Um, <laughs> you, you you've written you've written numerous articles in the aesthetics magazines, and you keep very quiet about that. But you've done a lot of work in, in uh, writing as well. I'm not sure it's a long work, but thanks to me. <laughs> <laughs> I, well, I've done, a, I've done a number of them, and and, yeah. and I am passionate about writing, and I think it's a beautiful way to translate what you what you have from a, a verbal to a written in a in a form that you can express it and share it with with the rest. So, yeah. uh, how many ears can I really ring before they get fed up? So at least that way I can mass attack. <laughs> you've done well I think you've done well in the work you've done so far and I think it'll just progress over the next few years I'm sure you'll get yeah so currently yeah. now I'm working on sort of I'm trying to fill content on on my website with blogs um, with treatments and, and also what's key to my services that I'm doing at the moment and also look into into the uh, the inner health um, and the problems of, of um, skin skin health as well that's mm from it so yeah it's it's a, an evolving journey that will never stop because the minute we stop um, learning yeah. we die <laughs> well, look, look, based on evolving as, as we continue and develop what what plans would you say you've got is there anything that you've got plan you've got any plans in terms of new services or modifying things you're doing or going into a different area um, Uche what any any plans for the future Yes, um, really to just keep developing the, the academy initially. Um, and, and I also want to, I know this, this last year has been, has put some, let me not say it's put breaks, it's changed direction. So this last yeah. year has been one of those things where you, you might have been going this way, you have to change this way a little bit. So now yeah. let's start veering back towards some of my 2020 goals, uh, which are going to involve coming out with some products that not only um, the general public can use, so not just retail, but also products that I can give to practitioners um, yeah. around what they do with, with the with the periodontal region. Because I know, I know that the tear trough is is it's becoming really popular, but it's also a pain in the ass for a lot of people. Yeah. Um, so I've I've made it my mission to make it less of a pain in the ass for everyone. <laughs> and if I can give people something that can help with that, then that's going to be good. So I think that's going to be my my 2021 goal. Yeah, yeah. No, I think I think you you you've got a lot of people interested in the work you do, particularly this last year because of COVID. Um, and I think that'll just continue. And do, do you have plans in future for progressing with with the wealthy medics course? You know, with the specialized specialization part, are you going to be doing more with that? Yes. Yeah, so actually, what what exists now is online. So for those people who don't know, if you go on a Dr. Uche. Uh, dot me or just go on my LinkedIn, my LinkedIn, I was gonna say LinkedIn, they were not on LinkedIn, on my uh, Instagram uh, bio, you'll see my link tree there. And um, on my part, as part of my learning suite, I have actually, I actually have a whole business, um, if you like. I would say the simplest way of putting it is it's about standing out from competition. So 60% of practitioners last year in the Hamilton Fraser uh, survey did with like just under 400 people said their biggest fear in, you know, starting out aesthetics was competition. Um, yeah. And it's, it's very saturated. So my courses are, align, are, are designed to help you stand out and they're designed to help you, you know, thrive and, and think about the things that you don't get taught in hospital medicine, be it a doctor, pharmacist, nurse. We're not getting taught these things. So um, the Wealthy Medic programs evolved so that it could be more of a, more of an online um, experience for people. Um, the way we did it, Vim, um, I can't front. I ain't got that kind of time anymore. Yeah. Guys, I can't have I can't have a hundred kids. I've got a few kids. <laughs> you guys are my baby. I'm gonna look after you guys the right way. But I can't have too many kids now because <laughs> there's no mummy to help me look after them. <laughs> I, I think I think I was I, I think I was enough for you, just me on my own, I think you so. it's, it's about quality over quantity. This isn't like the Empress new clothes of like, or the Emperor me, the hundred one kids. No, I just got my few. I'm gonna take care of you guys. And then everyone else, of course, I'm messing, I love you guys, but it's gonna be online 
um, yeah. in a way that's scalable because I didn't see the point in creating something yeah. where I can help 50 people but can't help everyone else. And to me, you know, it gives me a kick if I know that what I'm saying and what I'm doing to help people can impact everyone who wants it, not just, yeah. I don't want it to be any glass ceilings. And, and by, by making my time the commodity, it creates an instant glass ceiling. So I've made it so it's online now for everyone to access. Great, great. Same, same for you, Balsam, how would you say about um, developing over the next few years? Have you got any plans for things that you're planning on doing? Do you want the realistic and or the unrealistic? Which one do you Whatever want? Whatever you think. Let's start with the unrealistic and I'll give you the realistic. The unrealistic one is to marry a rich tycoon and make <laughs> all day. Well, I don't know if Gucci is married or not, but there's, but there's something there for you. <laughs> he wants a mummy to look after his kids. I, I want to just do lunch. <laughs> oh, <that's funny. laughs> I want to bake and do lunch and then, you know, just shop and whatever. <laughs> He's got too many kids. I haven't got time for that. <laughs> yeah. uh, I, I got kids. I don't want apparently, so I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> oh, sorry, I, I've got to apologise. I like playing games now and again with my with my uh, with my guests. So sorry, yeah. sorry if I've embarrassed either of you. That's funny. <laughs> so, yeah, well, so that is my unrealistic expectation. The, the realistic one, I've got your number, so I'm going to do the Chase course. So I'll do the Chase course because I really want to do it. I think you know, yeah. I like I like your methodical approach. I like that there's a mathematical formula to it, and um, it just it's right up my scientific. Uh, of learning and also the artistic flair that comes on top then i might just get my ticket and go up, up north and get you for the for the lip course all oh, right yeah you, 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 we still have to plan it myself and claire we're going through the planning and sorting out how we're going to do yeah, it yeah. it's well, going to have a bigger effect so many years left in my life so could you get planning we'll, we'll try and get it done <laughs> as soon as possible for you but just for you just for you we'll try and sort it out don't I'll worry i'll pay anything for you so the training is an area I'm, I'm, I'm looking at, I've been looking at with Claire from Butterfly Aesthetics because of Uche. We both are mentees of, of Uche and we thought, you know, we both specialise in lips. Training is something that there's a big demand for, but good quality training from people that have gone through good training themselves and know how to present it to other people. In, in a proper way, that's what's required. That's what we think. And that's what we found by asking other practitioners. So just like Uche specializing in teardrops, we, we're specializing in mass plus lip augmentation. Yeah, they experts and they go for the ones that, that really dissect it to its entirety. Yeah. And so hence, you two are on my hit list. And, but, and, the, <laughs> and, it's, and just continue working with regenerative medicine and um, working through natural ways of approach. Everybody, we just want, people want to progress yeah. as they progress so yeah. so it's about looking great for you and yeah. it's being the best you rather than have you had any work done and yes yeah. there's more towards a shift of of um, natural looking volumization but not yeah. everybody wants that so it's about, about providing a complete care solution yeah. for whoever wants to have it so still focus on on my core values at the moment but yeah. um, have skills in, in, under my belt, but with people who are focused on that particular skill rather than yeah. having diluted soup. Uh, you, you want to have, you know, you have flavour in what you're having. Mm -hmm. So yeah. <laughs> make it yeah. concentrated. Yeah. <laughs> No, yeah. no, that, that's great. Last, we're coming really close, right to the end of this hour, it flies, but um, what would you say, any tips or any advice to anyone who's thinking of starting up in aesthetics? What would you say, Jim? I would say that if your passion lies in doing it, then go for it, but be ready for the journey. Um, don't be under any illusions. Nothing comes easy in anything. Um, and, and so if... If you're going to do it, just be prepared to put in the work. And if you put in the work, uh, then the just reward will come. So yeah. uh, it's a great industry. It's, it's a lot of like-minded people. Um, but like I say, you've got to be ready to put in that work. Yeah, yeah. No, great. Same, same with you, Balsam. What, what, advice, what advice would you give to anyone thinking about getting into this area of work? 
I guess for me, it was, I kept being told grass is not green on the other side. And I kept saying, oh, you know, grass is not green on the other side. Oh, don't, you know, you're taking a risk. Oh, you know, all of, all of those, including my parents, actually. Because my father still doesn't know what I'm doing until he gives me a, a, a did you know they do this? Yes, Dad, I've been trained with Really? <laughs> So, but grass is in fact greener on the other side with the right planning. You've got to plan how your bridge of how you're going to get there. So it's all in the planning. And my advice to anyone who's um, certainly in my position in yours, Vivek, is to ensure that they have their prescriber's qualification. And I keep banging on about this prescriber's qualification. And it's not all in terms of the bigger scheme of things, because, of course, the anatomy and the risk is everything. But your prescriber it changes your mindset of yeah. how you actually think. You no longer think about a product. You think about a condition and you think about a patient. And that's incredibly important. Your patient yeah. is your responsibility that you're accountable for, that you are walking that journey together. So you can't afford to drop and chuck them out of your boat halfway through that, that, that yeah. cruise. You've got to make sure you, you take them from one port to the other port safely and securely. securely. And that's the reason why I would say get the prescriber's one done. But yeah. be mindful and have no illusion it's not an easy ride. So be aware yeah. of the glitz and the glamour. There are yeah. a lot of thorns which will prick you in this industry. I'm not talking about people. I'm talking about your experience and what you yeah. think that, you know, the rose-colored glasses that you see from the window, actually what you will see, the reality, you will have cracks, you will sweat, you will fail, you will feel demoralized, you will feel all of, this, all of these things, but know that there's an infrastructure that will support you and, yeah. and will not judge you for it. So make sure you affiliate to like-minded people who yeah. echo the message that you want and filter the noise that makes you stumble to create self-doubt. Just keep standing in front of that mirror to make it count, and that's your reflection. Be a yeah. reflective learner. Yeah, fantastic. No, it's, it's, there's also really nice people around like yourselves, like Uche, like Balsam, Sonny. Um, some people think I'm not too bad either. But, no, uh, you're right. <laughs> there's, there's a lot of nice people in the world of aesthetics, and there is people that will help individuals that maybe want to find out about the area of, of working in aesthetics. But I've got to thank you both. It's been a good hour. I've been really... It's been fantastic. Always a pleasure to talk to both of you, especially, especially you, Balsam and Uche. I speak to you all the time anyway, send you your nice. messages. So. Thank you for the guys <laughs> who, who, who stayed with us all this hour, for all the hour. Thank you for watching as well. No, Thanks a lot. I will catch up with you both at some point over the next few days. Um, thanks a lot. And this will be up on Instagram Live in the next few minutes, hopefully. So I'll catch you both soon. And thanks very much. Thank awesome. you so much. Thanks very much, Viv. It was awesome. Thanks a lot. See you. Later. See you. Take care. Bye, guys. Thank you, everyone. Good night. Good night. Good night.